Star Wars 7x7 episode 2503. Let's catch up on a few things, shall we? Let's start off with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series because there's been a bit of news. Than a little bit of news in a way. Didn't come from Lucasfilm directly, but it might as well be from the next best thing, as it were. And I will explain. Punch it. Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivon, and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy, and thank you so much for joining me for it. So, it's not Lucasfilm, but it's an interview with Ewan McGregor, and so you're hearing stuff that's coming from the horse's mouth, which is great. It's coming from the Hollywood Reporter, which is a very reputable source, and, you know, a source for the whole industry, right? One of the trade publications. So, yeah, I mean, it's about as good as you're going to get as far as news coming out that isn't coming from Lucasfilm, for sure. And the article itself is a really wide-ranging thing. It also touches on a project that he has going where he's playing the legendary designer Halston. And they talk about this session, this interview session, taking place over Zoom and going on for, quote-unquote, several hours. So, yeah, they cover a lot of ground, not just with the Halston project, not just with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, but also just, you know, over his whole career and life, basically. But I want to step back just a moment for a little bit of context for something that appears in the article. Back on March 29th, that was the date that Lucasfilm put out on StarWars.com, the official announcement that the Obi-Wan Kenobi series would start filming in April, and that's when they did that big cast reveal and all that good stuff. And so this piece for The Hollywood Reporter was published on their website on April 28th, and at that point, they said that production hadn't yet begun on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, which I thought initially was kind of odd because, you know, here it is. <laughs> you know, the end of April is just two days away and they still haven't started production yet. That's crazy. But then again, you know, it may also be written from the perspective of whenever this interview took place during, you know, the course of several hours. And in the interview itself, they don't say on what day the actual interview took place. So for all we know, it could have taken place back in March and then had to go through all the approval processes and whatnot. So even though we don't have the official start date yet, you know it's going to come down the pike soon. And I think there's still a lot of wiggle room in this. So yeah, I'd, you know, seeing a report on April 28th saying that production hasn't started yet, yeah, don't panic necessarily. There's also a thing about the episode count, and I seem to recall initially it being reported as six and then it going down to four, and in this Hollywood Reporter thing, it's six, so it's six episodes apparently, so, you know, I feel like, all right, now I have an established comfort level, because even when I was hearing six originally and then four, I was kind of like, no, I don't know how I feel about <laughs> the certainty of this. So I feel like we're on more solid ground right now. And Joby Harold, who is the guy that they brought in to do the writing of the show after the original person was gone, well, apparently Joby Harold is going to be writing all six episodes of the show. And Deborah Chow, of course, is the showrunner. And <laughs> it was weird to see her described in The Hollywood Reporter as being, quote, a Canadian who directed two episodes of Mandalorian. That's all they said about her. And, you know, I went back and looked on the official Lucasfilm announcement back in March, and they describe her as being the director of two critically acclaimed episodes of The Mandalorian. So, you know, they didn't give her much more than that, honestly. And, you know, so she's directed two short films and 
and a made-for-TV movie and also a full film that she wrote and directed herself as well as a couple dozen episodes for a bunch of TV series. So yeah, there is definitely more to her body of work than just, oh, two episodes of that you know Mandalorian show. But circling back to Ewan McGregor, one of the things that he shares is that for months they have been having monster two and a half hour training sessions. That's, who, that's how he's describing them. Both sword fighting and hand-to-hand -hand combat, which sounds very exciting. And, you know, we know that he's going to face off with Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi is. And so it makes sense that they would be having some crazy sword fight training. But, you know, in thinking about... Darth Vader and the way that he's been depicted on screen, even when we saw him in Rogue One, he wasn't dynamic in the sense that, you know, say a you know, Ray Park was as Darth Maul, or even the way that they had Ian McDiarmid go and spin around and fly in Revenge of the Sith, right? I mean, Darth Vader has been just very, you know, solid and, you know, sort of... Oh gosh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, you know, indomitable and the relentless sort of plotting pace of a Terminator-like robot, not the T-1000, but the T-800, right? So, you know, it strikes me as surprising to hear that there are, you know, monster sword fighting situations happening. And, you know, I wonder what that could mean. Could it mean that it's only Darth Vader, or that they're going to have a more mobile Darth Vader comparatively, or is there even more to be revealed in that regard? But he's also talked about doing screen tests, and it says he's done screen tests with Deborah and other people, and Ewan McGregor says, I can see that she's a really, really good director. And the writer of the article asked if any of those screen tests would be with a young Luke Skywalker. Ewan McGregor's response, and here's how it's written in the narrative of the article, he flashes that famous Ewan McGregor grin. That's very possible, he says. I don't know. And of course you wouldn't <laughs> expect him to say yes if the answer was yes, but come on, we know the answer is going to be yes, right? I mean, what are the chances that we're not going to see a young Luke Skywalker? I think, you know, the only question is, how are they going to do it? Are they actually going to let a young Luke Skywalker talk? Or are they going to just show him off playing in the background and you'll go, oh, that's him, that's him. And then the last particularly notable thing for our purposes, he says is in relation to the way that they film things now. So, you know, he talked about the prequels and about green screens around everything and, you know, the challenge of that, but how different it is now with the stagecraft set, AKA the volume, you know, that giant round room with the very intense and well-defined LED screens that can create an environment and can shift around as your viewpoint shifts around and whatnot. And Ewan Berger has great things to say about that and talks about just the environment of it. And he says, uh, so if you're in a desert, you're standing in the middle of a desert. If you're in the snow, you're surrounded by snow. And if you're in a cockpit of a starfighter, you're in space. It's going to feel so much more real, quote unquote. And so the thing about that is, is that we know he's going to be in the desert because he's stationed on Tatooine, right? We know he's going to go into space because all the materials that have been officially approved for discussion so far involve him going on a rollicking adventure, so we know he has to leave the planet. 
And so to wedge the thing about snow in between the desert and being in space where we already know he's going to go, well, doesn't it kind of make you wonder whether we're going to have a snowy environment <laughs> as part of this? I mean, why would he pick that out? Out of nowhere, why would they include that when you've got two other things? Or is this, you know, two truths and a lie or something like that? Of course, there are a host of snowy planets in the galaxy, and we've seen a few. Caller, most recently in the Bad Batch, and of course Hoth, and of course Ilum, the planet where all the Kyber crystals are, right? So, you know, those are just three, and you know, who's to say that they wouldn't come up with a new one entirely? But... Yeah, I think that's probably a legit thing I want to lean on <laughs> that we're going to see something snowy and some of the snowy stuff is my favorite stuff. So that was very exciting to read as well. And so that is basically all the big notable stuff in terms of, you know, what's new and fascinating and discussion worthy about the Obi-Wan Kenobi series as revealed by this Hollywood Reporter profile of Ewan McGregor just at the end of April last month, just two weeks ago or so. Yeah, about that, right? And that actually is where we're going to leave things for today's episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.